You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning, Bill Ryder with you. Finally caffeinated, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need any cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So um, I was, uh, again, my wife played a caffeine joke on me and on my way to work today after she, she got me, after she, she fooled me, she, uh, she said, who's your guest today? I said, oh, it's Nick Costos. And she goes, oh my God, I love that guy. I love listening to him. Is he every Friday? And I said, I hope so. He's the best. He's here today. He's on the line. Host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Remember, insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to You Better, You Bet. The podcast version uh, is available everywhere you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app for more of Nick's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find those. Mr. Costos, my wife doesn't even like sports. She just finds you incredibly entertaining. Well, I, I'm a big fan of hers also. I've never met her, but that sounds awesome. And she's married to you, and I love you, so I think that I'm a, I'm a fan of hers. I appreciate that. Uh, what a great time in sports, man. Sports yeah. off last night, baseball, hockey, basketball, football, college football. is really tremendous. Got to love the month of October. Let's before we get into the gambling stuff. I mean, we'll hit all of it, and this is, I'm sure, a part of it. But I just I'm re- interested in your perspective, reaction, renewed, recalibrated assessment of the Niners with this uh, Christian McCaffrey trade. Yeah, I, I, I don't know like how much. I think like the Christian McCaffrey trade is for me like in a big spot. If the Niners need someone to make a play, he's someone that can make the play. Like, I, I don't know that this really moves the needle for me much. And I only, and McCaffrey's an amazing player. And just from the fantasy perspective, like, I actually think he might be worse in San Francisco than he was in Carolina. Just because, like, the whole thing with McCaffrey was always his volume, right? Like, he's going to get the ball a million times. Well, they, in San Francisco, like, Debo's going to get the ball. And George Kittle's going to get the ball. And Ayuk's going to get the ball. There's probably, honestly, like, less touches for McCaffrey. He could still be great. I just don't think he's going to get the same volume. And, and you know, like, we've seen this with both Mike Shanahan, who had coached uh, Christian's dad, Ed, Ed McCaffrey, obviously, with the Broncos. And now we see it with Kyle, where they're able to take, like, literal, like, curtain jerk and jabroni scrubs at running back and turn them into 1,000-yard rushers. Like, Eli Mitchell was an afterthought last year. He's starting in, in the NFC Championship game. You know, like uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., you know, they could take, like, Kevin Coleman off the scrap heap. Jordan Mason, a special teams guy that's seen some run this year. So, like, I think it makes sense on, on paper a little bit. I just don't know, like, I don't know if it really changes the way that I look at the San Francisco 49ers, and I don't have confirmation on this. This is just my thought. I think they probably did this to a degree to block the Rams from getting him because you know the Rams strategy, F them picks. They need a running back. They're looking to get rid of Cam Akers. They're trying to save their season right now. And McCaffrey would have been perfect in that offense with Stafford under constant duress and dumping it off. So I think it was a kind of like a twofold move for the 49ers. And they have kind of mortgaged the future now with a bunch of different moves they've made for Lance, trading a bunch of draft picks, and now a bunch of draft picks for McCaffrey. They are kind of all in to win this year in a weak NFC. I think this trade will manifest itself in January and less from now until then. Talking to Nick Casos here on the show. Uh, those of you that watch football all the time, uh, what Tony Romo does constantly with his analysis of the NFL, Nick Casos does constantly with his analysis of where you should put your money. Last time he was on, I believe it was last time, Nick, you told us you had some money on Philly to win that series. Nobody thought they, was gonna, they were going to win. So before we get to the NFL, hell of a call. Um, whether it's the Yankees now on the brink of elimination or the National League side, Anything you like, any value you see over the next few days in the MLB playoff picture? Yeah, I'm like, uh, listen, like, I'm full disclosure, I'm a Yankee fan. I do let my emotions get in the way of, like, my betting, what it concerns, like, my favorite teams in big spots. 
I'm just like, I'm so done with the Yankees. Like, I just want them to lose and just be done with this. Because these games aren't even fun. Like, I'm being serious. Like, I had, I've had no fun watching games one and two. It's a miserable, like, three-and-a-half-hour, four-hour experience watching these playoff games as a Yankee fan. I, are, are, they, are they probably going to win game three? Yeah, I mean, like, Garrett Cole's going to start there at home. Are they going to win the series? Like, no way. So, I mean, maybe there'll be, there'll be some value betting the Yankees to win game three. But, like, is this team going to come back and win the series? Absolutely not. Actually, the bet that I would make right now, and I'm trying to find out why the Internet's being finicky here, so I can't get, like, the exact number up. But, like, Astros to win the World Series right now I think is interesting. And I think I saw someone tweet it last night that the Astros were minus 125. I'm trying to get onto MGM right now. Like, my connection's bad, so forgive me for not having the exact number. But I think Astros to win the World Series right now up 2 nothing against the Yankees, like, they are not losing the series. Um, I actually think that's a bet that I would make. So I think the Yankees are done. It's just a question of, of when and not if. They, they are finished. And then on the National League side, I still like the Phillies a little bit here, but I will admit, you know, I bet them in game two. They're up 4 nothing. I think we're cruising. And then Aaron Nolan, the bullpen just implodes, and the Phillies, come, uh, the Padres come back, obviously, to even the series at a game apiece. I'm going to keep betting the fighting Phils, but I will say that I am a lot more worried now about the Phillies, more worried than I have been throughout this entire playoff run. So I'm still on the Phillies. I still think the Phillies get past the Padres. I don't say that with tremendous confidence. I think the thing you can be most confident in is I think the Astros, the lying, cheating, scumbag, fraudulent Houston Astros, unfortunately, will win another world championship. Nick Casas uh, here on the show. I don't know what it is about baseball, Nick. I'm a Cubs fan, and I exercised those demons in 2016. I got to be at every one of those games. But I think baseball, if you have an emotional connection, is by far the most painful sport to suffer through when things go badly as a fan. Um, yeah, I, For me. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly understand that. It's just like the nature of playoff baseball. It's like the, the tension with every single pitch is incredible. And, like, I don't know, like, this is going to sound, people don't want to hear this, and I get it. I really do understand. I'm 39 years old. I've lived through five Yankees World Series championships, including, you know, four and five years from 96 to 2000. I understand no one wants to hear the Yankee fan kind of like, kind of like cry poverty and be like, man, this really sucks to be a Yankee fan. Since they won in 2009, they make the playoffs just about every year, and every year they lose in exactly the same way. It's really been that way since 2000, since, uh, since they beat the Mets and they lost to the Diamondbacks following 9-11 in 2001. I know they won in 2009, but it's the same old story. And the bats go cold, and you know the pitching's not going to be there when you need it, and the manager's going to make a stupid decision. It's just it's deja vu. And I understand no one wants to hear a Yankee fan say that. I'm just being honest as a sports fan. But, I mean, for me, like, the Yankees are my third favorite team. Like, I like the Giants and the Knicks more. Like, I don't think I've ever – actually, I, I did cry a little bit after they lost to the Diamondbacks in 2001. But uh, many more crying after losses with the Giants and the Knicks for, for yours truly. So, yeah, baseball's tough, but for me, football and basketball have been tougher. And, Nick, not to lean into your suffering, but actually I think Yankees fans totally commiserate and every other person listening is enjoying, unfortunately, your sadness. So it's, you know, yeah. No, I mean, it's people don't like Yankees fans because you guys win a lot and yet not as often as you want. It's a, it's a catch-22. I'm a Knicks fan also. Just remember that I'm a Knicks fan also along with the Yankees. So one team wins it, a lot, one has never won in my lifetime. Everything, and they're not going to win in your lifetime however long that owner owns that team. I mean, that's going to be a long time, my friend. I uh, know, I know. It would have been nice if Jalen Brunson could make a shot in overtime and we could have beaten the Grizzlies. That was fun on Wednesday night. The double of the Yankees losing game one of the ALCS, <laughs> coupled with the Knicks somehow getting to overtime and then losing to the Grizzlies. That was a lot of fun. Loved it. I am. I have sold all the Brunson stock. I am. I'm so not a Brunson believer that 
that um, I'm sorry. You know, let's change. I feel, I, I actually enjoyed that because you know everyone likes to feel right. But I'm I'll root for the Knicks because I'm rooting for you because you're one of my favorite people out there, Nick Casas. Let's go. I mean, dude, just take us where you want. Be be our gambling NFL weekend Sherpa. What's the What's the top of the mountain for you? What, are the, what, what Give me a bet you love. Okay, so let's do um, a bet that I love. We can do one, Bill, and then we can bounce around to a couple others if you'd like. But if I had to pick one that I like the most, and this one is it's going to be tough for people to want to do, and it's an, I like the favorite in the game, but when I, when I say who the underdog is, I think people will understand because the Atlanta Falcons are 6-0 and this year against the spread. It's like Calvin Ridley picked the wrong year to uh, be suspended. I mean, he'd be making more money betting on the Falcons than he would from his contract. Um, I love the Bengals playing six, six and a half points. So I laid six. The number's up to six and a half now. I make the game like almost nine. So I understand why people are, would be interested in the Falcons. They've been really scrappy this year. We can kind of go through like the schedule and maybe like, like, like poke some holes in what Atlanta's been able to do. But I mean, the proof's in the pudding to a degree. They're very competitive. They're well coached. Arthur Smith at 40 to one has been getting bet by smart people to potentially win coach of the year. So I, I do think Atlanta is better than we expected. I do give them credit. Also, like Cincinnati should avalanche them. Like this should be a monster game for Burrow. Now, Jamar Chase was limited in yesterday's practice. Let's make sure today that Chase and T. Higgins are going to be good to go. I think that's the expectation. I think the Bengals are going to roll them. I think Cincinnati wins by double digits. So I like Cincinnati anything under seven on Sunday against Atlanta. Nikasos, how do you eye this Chiefs-Niners game? Uh, so I think the point spread is now like correct. It was Kansas City minus three earlier in the week. I felt like that was wrong. I took a small piece of Niners plus three, and I say small piece just because, like, it was it was entirely contingent on the Niners' defensive injury report. You know, they were missing a ton of players last week against Atlanta. Now, we'll see what happens, like, today. Friday's injury report is the most noteworthy one, and if any news breaks over the weekend. But at least at this point, it looks like San Francisco is going to get a lot of these players back that missed last week's game, um, both on the defensive side of the ball and left tackle Trent Williams. So if that's the case, that I think like Kansas City probably should be favored in the game. I think it's like one on either side. You could say San Francisco should be a one-point favorite or KC a one-point favorite. It's essentially like basically the same thing. Um, now that the number's under three, I think the number's just right. I think if it ever went back up to three, I would bet San Francisco plus three. So kind of like a non-answer there. I'm sorry to say that. But like I'm trying to give you the best information. I think the point spread is correct right now. Nick, you think about these things in a very – expert-oriented, technical, detail-oriented way. Do you ever just, do you, do you bet parlays? I don't think I've ever asked you this. Or, or is, that, is that a sucker bet for you? Um, no, I will definitely do parlays. And, yeah, like they are sucker bets, but also like I like to bet. Um, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not above getting involved in that sort of thing, getting in the mud. So, yeah, man. And, like, just, you know, I know you said, like, I come at things from point spreads in, like, a technical way, and I do. You know, there's a lot of on-field handicapping that goes on as well. And I know you're not insinuating that there isn't, but I'm just saying, like, for people out there, that's where, like, player prop stuff comes from. I think this is kind of where people will get messed up, Bill. It's like, well, I think that, you know, Christian McCaffrey is going to rush for 100 yards, so I think the Panthers are going to cover the spread. It's like, well, if you think McCaffrey is going to rush for 100 yards, just bet him to go over his rushing yards prop. Like, it doesn't have much to do with the point spread of the game. So I think, like, the two things are different. But back to your original question, hell yeah, man, I'm doing parlays. Who doesn't? So give, give I'm not saying do you have any, thing, but I like them. I know it's a little early, but do you have any lined up? Because I'm the guy that bets the hard ways and craps because it makes me feel alive. And I like betting parlays, even though usually whatever I do well just funds the parlay. Any, um, any multi-leg bets that you've got that you're eyeing or that you're already in on? Oh, man, I got a good one for you. Oh, I'm gonna write you wanna, you want, you wanna, you wanna feel alive, my friends. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna give you right now, and I, I'm not gonna guarantee it's gonna win. Obviously, I'll give you a three-team 
money line underdog parlay for NFL Sunday. Three oh, underdogs at, at, at pretty long prices, and I think all three are live to win. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so let's start with the Commanders at home against the Green Bay Packers. If Green Bay's bad, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks on your show, if the Packers are bad, they are just going to lose the game to Washington with Taylor Heineke replacing Carson Wentz. Now, Heineke might not be better than Wentz over the balance of a 17-game regular season, but will we get like the proverbial dead cat bounce here with like a new quarterback? I think there's a, a real case to be made that Washington's offense will be better this week than they had been with Carson Wentz. And if that's the case, and if Green Bay is the team that I think they are, like, I don't think the Packers are good. I think Washington's just going to win the game. Now, as always, there's volatility associated with these things. The Packers could win 24-3. I acknowledge that. But let's play into the volatility, and leg number one can be the Washington Commanders, about plus 185 as a home underdog against the Green Bay Packers. I already let's love take... this so much. Okay. Oh, we're gonna, you're going to love it even more. Let's take the Seattle Seahawks to win on the road in Los Angeles against the Chargers. They're five-point dogs right now. This number's come down from six and a half, so Seattle has seen like a lot of sharp action here, and I think that's the correct side. Doesn't mean that it's going to win, just that I think it's right. It's how I would bet the game. Seattle's plus 195. Chargers defense, not even close to what we expected, and the Seahawks offense on the other side, not even close to what we expected in a good way. Kenneth Walker is going to run wild in this game. Lockett, Metcalf, J.C. Jackson got benched last week against the Broncos. I think the Seahawks are live to win that game. So let's take the Seattle Seahawks. And then for a final leg of the three-team underdog money line parlay, how about this one? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? <laughs> Dak Prescott returns to the lineup this weekend for the Dallas Cowboys. We haven't seen Dak since week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The market, the betting market, the line of the game tells you that Dak Prescott strides onto the field on Sunday, deep in the heart of Texas, and he is going to be operating at the height of his powers. Are we sure that's true? The Lions are coming off their bye. DeAndre Swift is healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown is healthy. I think the Lions are definitely going to cover the spread in the game, and I think you can wait and bet a 7.5. It's a perfect spot to bet Detroit against the spread here. I think Detroit is also going to be live to win the game. So the Lions, about plus 260. The Commanders, about plus 185, and the Seahawks, about plus 195, all to win outright on Sunday. You just made my Friday, and I was already having a good Friday. Nick Cos, I, lo- I love this stuff. I, I'm betting it. As soon as you get off the phone with me, I am put that bet. Is, I just wrote it down. T-Cell can watch me. My eyes are the size of, 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 of plates. I love everything about it. Dude, this is great having you on Fridays, man. I don't, I don't know if you can do it every Friday, but we're going to ask you every Friday because you are our favorite guest by far on the show. And I love having you on. You are a great dude. This was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, buddy. Yeah, you got it. I saw, I saw Tom, and I went in um, to CBS. Uh, I heard. 345 Plus. I saw Tom um, in person on, on Monday, and I told Tom, yeah, I'm, I'm with Bill, and I mean this sincerely, and I hope you know that I'm telling the truth here. I would actually say no to any other person that asked me to do it. For you, I am more than happy to do it. So I'll talk to you every Friday at 11 o'clock here. I also heard, we had a whole conversation, I love this about you, that you walked in, you hadn't seen Bogish in forever, and as Bogey tells it, you're, you said to him some version of, you look pretty good for an old guy. You look really no, good think, for an old guy. Yeah, I think I said to him, like, like <laughs> man, you, you look good for 48. I think, I think that was my comment to Drew, who's one of my all-time favorite people. I do want to say that. <laughs> 
I've literally known him since 2001, since I was a freshman in college. So I like to razz my guy, Bogus, who's one of the greatest guys of all time. But, yeah, man, Drew's looking a little long in the teeth, I got to say, man. It happens, man. Like, it, you know, Ronaldo, Aaron Rodgers, it comes for all. It hasn't come for me and you yet, but it, eventually it will. It's come for uh, Bogus. My, my fiance goes to me the other day. She goes, your hair looks brown. And I said, well, yeah, like, that's what else does it look like? And she goes, gray. You gotta have one person in your life who does that to you. You Not just a gut punch, Bill, like an existential gut punch, like that one. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Nick, you're the man, dude. I'll hit you up next time I'm in New York. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Looking forward to it, brother. Uh, Wishing you and all your great listeners minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. I'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you, buddy. Uh, The host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Nicholas Costos, Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Can I just brag about him real quick? Can I just really quickly, Diesel? Uh Please do. I, I met Nick. He was at, at CBS Sports HQ before he became the face of Odyssey's gambling, BetQL, and other parts of, of our, 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 our gambling operation here at Odyssey. This guy is he's such a great dude. Is an encyclopedia of information. You could sit with him on... on you know, at the desk, and be like, who won the Super Bowl in 1985? Who was the runner-up to the NBA Finals MVP in 1993? It's just, dude, the guy is, the and he takes shots at people. See, like, people like Nick and I take shots at the people we like. Do you see that? Doesn't make me feel any better. But you should feel loved. You should feel loved, Santa Claus shirt. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. How's buy or sell today? Is it a great big present? We can go with that. Yeah, it's a Christmas present, an early Christmas present. Early Christmas present of sports headlines presented by D-Cell. It's called Buy or Sell. It's next here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back to the show. You, I'm sure you guys have seen my wife took a photo this morning. She was very amused. Decaf. Hope you guys enjoyed the disgust on my face. Uh, I did, yes, yes. Almost everybody enjoyed it. Andy Asley, who who is a uh, assistant coach for a long time under Frank Martin, understands it's not okay to mess with somebody going through morning caffeine withdrawal. I know you don't drink caffeine, D. So you don't even know what what this is like. Are you a coffee guy, Bogish? Uh, I am a coffee guy. I do need a little bit of a push in the morning, but I actually drink mostly decaf. Why? Um, it was suggested to me by a doctor. Well, uh, why not just not drink any coffee at all then? Because I just I do like the taste of it. Really? Yeah, it's more like I like the the warm, and I make mine a little probably on the sweet side. Me too. So, the sweet taste, the warmth in the morning, it feels good. But it's not like I need to be jolted awake. A uh, spoonful of sugar. And heavy whipping cream. Smart. It's so good. Yeah. Is it healthy? Shh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I, I actually, you know those commercials, um, the old DirecTV, you know, cable DirecTV, and it's two very different versions of the same person. One looks horrible and sad. and the other. I honestly think that if we were to get, Diesel's never had a cup of coffee in his life. Diesel, I think if you drank coffee, you might become the most optimistic, vibrant, outgoing, 
extroverted. Hey, everybody, it would be, you know. What are you saying about my current personality? What you always tell me, that you don't talk to people and you don't give people directions and you don't say hi and you don't smile. Mm -hmm. You basically um, live in black and white. There was a person on the elevator with me this morning. Not you, Bogus. That was yesterday, I believe. And I was so upset that I couldn't ride the elevator by myself. I think he actually saw me roll my eyes. <laughs> because he joined. Like, he got in the elevator right before the door closed. Like, I didn't hold the door for him. Like, he had to hold it himself as he was running. And I was so upset that he made the elevator. Shame on him, <laughs> if we're being honest. I thought hey. so, too. Like, wait for the next one. You refused to hold the elevator for the guy? Well, in fairness, I did not know he was running to catch the elevator. But once... I've been to that building. It's a dead end. I think he's running to the wall to slap it and run back as a workout. Well, no, like when like I'm sitting in the elevator in the lobby still with the door open, and I hear like the um the turnstiles open that somebody's coming through. I can't see that person, but I didn't know he was gonna get in my elevator because if you'll remember in our building, the elevators are specifically assigned. You just don't go to whatever door is open. Right. I hate that system, by the way. Me too push the button, you have to wait for two, and it's awkward. And and then you roll dries to the guy made him feel bad about himself. Yeah, I was so upset that he made it. Mm. Somewhere on a floor in the building you're in, someone is like, yeah, man, like, yes. I'm pretty sure Santa yes. Claus just rolled his eyes at me yep. on his off season. That's a red shirt joke. I brought it, trying to bring it back. <laughs> wait, I need more caffeine. Can I try this uh, along yeah. those lines? And I, I'm speaking just for myself. Bill, you can object or agree. Um, I would be okay because Diesel still, I just need him to do something for us. He owes us a shirt off. Yes. But I would accept, and I think this is being very generous of me, I would accept as an alternate bet payoff if you drank one cup of coffee from like 9.30 to 10 o'clock Eastern time so you hit the air at 10 fully caffeinated. I, I, I need supervision of this. It has to be monitored. Okay. But sources tell me that there's now Dunkin' Donuts coffee yes. in the break room. Correct. I don't feel good I'll, about I'll, this. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. It's on the table, D-Cell. You want it out? You want to keep your shirt on? We've tried our best. It's, I mean, it's been since last NCAA tournament, right? I mean, we get a whole a new season starts in like two and a half weeks. So here's your out. Drink some coffee. I'll get back to you on it. And by get back to you on it, I mean, I hope nobody ever brings this up again. You wonder why I give you a hard time, Mr. Yeah. Not Good for His Word? Wow. All right. I would buy one of these guys, Bogus. I would sell the other right now. Yeah. Let's do buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, we've highlighted Tom Brady's and the Bucks' struggles thus far this season as they're off to a 3-3 three and three start. And Brady was asked yesterday about rumors that he wasn't even going to finish the season, that he was going to retire prior to it ending. Well, that's really why I'm here. I'm here to announce, finally, <laughs> you guys push me to the brink. And, uh, no, I think, you know, I think a lot of it for me is just us going out there to, you know, I love the sport and I love the teammates and, and uh you know, I want to go do a great job for this team like I always have. So no retirement in my future. No retirement in my future. Buy or sell Brady joking around like that was the first sign this season that he is not miserable in Tampa Bay. I'm going to sell because I 
sell. I like him, by the way, and and I I like his interactions with the media, and he's trying. But I didn't. You guys also hear a veneer of sadness behind the joke? I did. I did too. Now, I feel like. That also just might be the way he normally talks, but I don't think him, but I'd also sell D-Cell's question. I, I don't think that him having a lighthearted moment means things are all good. I never thought he'd quit midseason, um, so I'm not surprised he said that yesterday, but him making a joke about it just means he made a joke about it yesterday, and it doesn't mean that he everything's okay. Yeah, some of the saddest people I've never met are comedians. Like, they are, my brother ran a pretty successful... Um, comedy night in Brooklyn for seven years, and Hannibal Burris was there, and Chris Rock showed up, and all these right big names, right? And I would be around those guys sometimes, and it's interesting how dark and sort of depressed some of those guys are. Like a lot of folks who are in a bad place use humor as part of their process to feel better. I, you can be funny and sad, is what I'm saying. You, you you can make a joke and be in a pretty bad place. They can be connected. All right, there's been talk and re- wasn't it? It's a little. Yeah, segue off of that, D-Cell. Uh, I'm not even going to try. There's been talk in recent weeks that Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson has been dealing with a lat injury, and now this week with a hamstring injury. But yesterday, Russ said he's all good. Feeling better every day, uh, you know, day by day. Obviously, it happened Monday night, but um, it's getting, it's, it's, I, I heal quick. I don't know if it's Wolverine blood or what, but... Uh, <laughs> Wolverine blood, and if, if you notice at the very end, he's the only one that laughed at his joke. There's there is a pool of reporters there. Nobody laughed. Does Can he, he retire? Wolverine, the 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 superhero, is he that what has he's... to? Because I've been thinking about this for hours. He has to mean Wolverine, the superhero, because regular wolf, like they don't have superpowers to heal that quickly. He has to be talking about X Men. He has to. He's the worst. But my question here, <laughs> buy or sell you pegged Russell Wilson as an X-Men fan. So we're just going to assume that. What else is he talking about then? I don't know what he's ever talking. He's so inauthentic. He's so. Right. Buy or sell, he's the worst. Buy. <laughs> buy. <laughs> buy or sell, he should retire twice before Tom Brady retires again. Buy. Buy or sell the Broncos are still heartbroken over trading for him. Buy. Buy or sell Nathaniel Hackett's a good head coach sabotaged by Russell Wilson. Ooh. Buy. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're all convinced Russ has no idea that he made an X-Men reference. Why, why do you need to know this? Because what else is he talking about? Okay, Wolverine will, blood. Let me ask this. By yourself, someone in the press pool actually should ask him whether it was an X-Men reference. Bye. I have to know. I have to know. Who do we know in know? Denver? Oh, if I were there, I would Brandon Cristal. We know him. He was an right. original member of this place. We can ask him to ask. Let's, I'm going to text him. What's Brand, Brandon's a good guy. What's, what's he doing these days? Um, I, I he definitely works in Denver, but I don't I don't know the specifics of it. But again, why does D Cell because to know what this? else is he talking about? I, you're, you're what ans- does Wolverine blood mean right. if he's not talking about X Men? You're answering your own question because regular actual Wolverines have no special powers. He's definitely right. talking but about then Hugh my Jackman. My real question, my real question was, 
did you peg Russell Wilson to be a fan of X-Men because he's so awkward and weird? Uh, yeah. I don't have Brandon's info. Does anyone have a, can anyone text him right now? <laughs> and I'm being serious and ask him to ask Russell West Wilson for the show. Or, or send me his contact info and I'll ask him. Ask any Russell what Russell Wilson meant. Do either of you have Brandon Crystal's info? I do, yes. Crystal. Will you send it to me? Uh, yes, I absolutely will. Now I want to know. I actually I need to know whether it was a See? X-Men reference. This is a real thing. You got me. I'm in. All right, let's stay in the NFL here. We have an AFC North showdown on Sunday as the Ravens host the Browns. At the moment, Baltimore sits atop the division at 3-3, three and three, while the Browns are 2-4, and four, playing with Jacoby Brissett as their starting quarterback. Baltimore is coming off a loss to the New York Giants, while Cleveland has lost three straight. Buy or sell the Browns winning in Baltimore on Sunday. Sell. Sell. Let me ask you guys a question. And I know it's tied up in some of the ugliness of Deshaun Watson, but I mean it as a football question and, and certainly factoring his his suspension, his return as, a, as to what degree you think he'll be whatever he was when he was good. Buy or sell bogus, you think the Browns will be a the equivalent of a 10 or 11 win team when Deshaun Watson comes back? Right, if we're extrapolating the, the last, right. what is that, seven games of the season, yeah. six games of the season? I don't have their schedule in front of me, but yeah, I think they will. I think they're gonna they'll close strong because he still is that good of a player. Bye. I think I'll buy it too. But Bye. I was sure of it before, right? I thought this is a really good football team, and they're gonna have Deshaun Watson. I'm less convinced that they are particularly well coached or particularly impressive if they don't have a generational talent quarterback. Yes, they have not been as good as they should be. This is not the start I envisioned for them, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. But, I mean, can we just get back to the fact that this guy, we just found out this week again with the car thing, was speeding like... 97 in a 65, in a 70? Right. Like, I think in general, we don't value is the wrong word, but I I don't think we had the right value on, like, car infractions between speeding, reckless driving, DUI. Like, we forgive those things. We move on from them way too quickly forgetting how dangerous they are and how many other people you can mess up. Not well, that this makes it any better, but it was a very cordial interaction between Watson and I the police officer. I don't care. I don't when you're living in a world where there's 20-plus women suing you for the for these heinous things and you almost didn't get to play in the NFL this year, you have no room for messing up. Let me give you my, my view that may not be popular. And this is not a, I'm lessening the severity of DUIs. I think they're outstandingly criminally wrong and people should be prosecuted. I'm simply saying that's my standard, and I think people going 100 miles per hour in areas like that is as bad because it is they, they are the equivalent of putting people's lives in danger. And maybe it's because this is like my I'm a dad, get off my porch thing. But we live in an area where my kids walk around, but there are there's a street. It's not a busy street, but it is sort of like it connects two touristy areas in LA, sort of right. Like one goes, you, you, that's where you have to turn to go to the beach, and people drive. 15 miles an hour it's very pleasant but i would say every other day someone goes 80 miles an hour down the street in some car yeah and it's like your kids in the street or some kids in right anybody's so like i kid. am anybody's kid any i mean it's a guy a neighbor of mine got hit by a car now he got hit in the arm and it didn't break but he got like spun around i mean it happens so my thing is cordial or not that should be prosecuted to me at a severe level like give me a break man yeah and there should be there just at some point 
he doesn't deserve any more forgiveness. He doesn't deserve any more leeway yes. because of everything else going on. Like, it should be zero tolerance. Like, this, sh like, if I'm the commissioner, like, this would be the reason for me to start reopening whatever I need to reopen and extending suspension because you just can't do stuff like this in general, but especially him. But you give a guy a guaranteed amount of money that is a quarter of a billion dollars, yeah. whatever the number is, the lesson that human beings see the world in the way they're trained to see it, right? So if if you come from, like, massive wealth and entitlement, I got all these neighbors who are nice people, but just their grandparents were wealth, right? Like, they are, they see, I'm just saying they see the world differently than I do. Better, worse, whatever. Deshaun Watson sees the world as a place where everything he does is okay because all the is he's only been rewarded despite the other stuff that's gone that's gone on. Not not to be overwrought, the Browns are partially responsible for this behavior. A hundred percent. Yep. Yep. All right, another week in college football filled with ranked matchups. Five of them to be exact, but perhaps none of them more important than Chip Kelly and the number nine UCLA Bruins traveling to Eugene to take on the number ten Oregon Ducks. Buy or sell, Bill, you expect UCLA to remain undefeated and beat the Ducks in Oregon. Man, this is actually, every time I bump into people that I sort of know in L.A., they ask me sports questions. Every time. It is, about the Lakers or the rant. I've got UCLA questions for the first time in my seven years here, the last couple days. People are into it. Uh, it was buy or sell, I think UCLA is going to... Keep it going. Sell. Sell. But it's really interesting. Like, I'd love it to be so because I, I don't buy Chip Kelly at all anymore. But maybe I'm wrong, right? Like, maybe. what is, I don't know where we are. Year six or whatever he's at. Maybe. Maybe this is the moment he proves us all wrong. By the way, uh, David, Boss Marinick is what I, I nicknamed him, uh, just sent me Brandon's info. So I'm glad <laughs> doing this. I am going to text him and ask him to do this for us. Why don't we just call him live on the air in between questions, D-Cell? Not to put more work on your plate. You know I would never do that. Yeah, you know I'm not a big fan of that. Right. All right, Bill, while you're texting Brandon and not paying attention to the question that I'm reading, <laughs> I'll we, are this time. Don't worry. we are going to finish up with some baseball here. Baseball! After yesterday's one-for-four performance, which included hitting a ball to the warning track in the eighth inning, Yankee slugger Aaron Judge is now 5-for-28 this postseason after a year in which he obviously hit 62 home runs. Buy or sell that Aaron Judge's struggles in this year's playoffs take away from his regular season. Buy. If it continues, I, I think so. It's interesting because I mean, obviously Bogus history is going to remember him for this record. But I do think that there's a – that there, yeah, like it. this – all of this is in pursuit of a team goal, not in pursuit of – individual excellence. So I'll sell that it, that it tarnishes the season, but it, sell. it does become like a PS, like 62 homers, led the, the ale in this, that, and every other category, set these different records, was the MVP, but kind of flamed out with the rest of his team in the postseason. But I do think they're connected. This is my hope as a Yankee hater that he'd be taxed because he played like the last 58 games to make sure he got to 62. Didn't have a day off until the last game of the season. So I was hoping this would happen, and now I think it is, is that he spent so much energy and emotion to get to 62 that he's got the, the tanks on E right now, and he can't recover in the postseason. 
in any way, shape, or form, he's obviously a free agent. In any way, shape, or form, will this impact the money he gets this offseason? Zero. Because this is not a new thing. He's a career 220 postseason hitter. No, zero. All right, I've got Brandon. He's texting me back. We sure he's still in Denver before I get to do this? Yeah, we'll see. Bogus thinks so. But as you can tell, they're really tight. All right, Brandon, Bill Ryder here. We're talking this on the show right now with many typos. Any chance you want to ask Russell Wilson next press conference whether or not his Wolverine blood quote was an X-Man ref- X-Men reference? Okay, that's ridiculous, but it's done. And we'll see what he says, and we'll tell you after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. This season for the first time, you can hear every Westwood 1 NFL broadcast stream live for free. Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on Westwood1sports.com, via Westwood 1 Station Streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood 1 Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fixed Finder service. It'll help protect and troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Protection supply, get on the zone, AutoZone. Have you ever been there, D-Cell? That's the question of the day. D-Cell loves that question. A um, little update from Brandon Cristal. He's going to ask Russell Wilson for us later today whether or not it was Wolverine blood as an X-Men reference. Brandon thinks it was. He'll report back to me, and we'll report back to you on Monday. I'm really interested, D-Cell. I have to know, and it has to I be. Know. It has to be. Hope he gets audio. I'm not going to push him, though. He's working hard in Denver. Let's do Bum of the Week. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum! I'm a bum. You're a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. So many nominees, so little time. Russell Westbrook going oh for whatever the hell it was and telling us he had a solid performance. Kyler Murray for screaming at his coach because he doesn't know how to run the offense. I mean, we've been talking Russell Wilson, Wolverine blood, for a whole host of well-being bad. The Padres fans who put together that diss track, that was terrible. Let's go, Goose. Oh, man. That's what's in. Oh, my God. The Brooklyn Nets for being the basketball version of what you just heard from that song. The Dodgers for their collapse. And I have not nominated you, Tom, because I'm a good friend and a good person, but I think Bella B did. Because she, she, she tweets, D-Cell CBS, D-Cell CBS doesn't like Manhattan, coffee, or people. Sports writer, what does he like? He likes the color red. It's just a red shirt. I like it. Now I'm never going to wear it again. It's going in the back of the closet. Well, that's on you. <laughs> That's on you. Woo, can I hear the song again? Just because I'm trying to... And man, he's going to cruise. Oh, That's God. what's in. Oh, I love the inflection. It's... Man, he's going to cruise. It's so bad. Sounds like something Russell Wilson would, 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 would direct. Let's go, Goose. Oh, my gosh. All right, it's, two, it's one of the two Russes. We've narrowed it. You know what? For being bad at your job, for faking injuries through silly leaked reports, through claiming that Wolverine blood healed a hamstring that was never heard, and for destroying the hopes and dreams of all of Denver, Colorado, 
Russell, I guess it was your fault, not Pete Carroll's Wilson. You're the bum of the week, bro. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. My favorite thing about doing these BetQL chats, Diesel, are are just how, how people who get on there and just start randomly dropping inside this radio show jokes about you. Yeah, that they don't like me and they make fun they like of you. me. They like you. They like they call you pretty daddy. They point out you won't give directions. They're convinced you're asleep even while Thursday night football's on. I mean, there is a lot going Doesn't on. Doesn't really sound like they're big fans of mine. The first one I did at BetQL I thought was you or Bogus. I'm like, oh, they're, it's the guys. They're such supportive colleagues. They came to the chat under some other name. And then it became clear that you can, you're just you – no, know, you're a popular – the audience loves you, bro. Yeah, they love to hate me. Uh, listener Bryce, who I'm talking to later today, a friend of mine, big fan of the show, listen to the show on the podcast. What's up, Bryce? He's a huge Diesel fan. But he also he doesn't ask as much as he he used to bring up things I bring up and say is this is it like does he really not give direct is that why yeah, would like, you sadly, make that up guys, this, true this is who I am this is the real me is your favorite movie Pixar movie Big Red you watch that with Will is that does that explain the shirt uh, no haven't seen that one haven't seen it okay I like the shirt I'm not making fun of the shirt it's just it's a it's very vibrant I like the vibrant colors on you be like if you came in a mohawk. I thought it would be a good choice for a Friday. It's a great choice. I, I don't want you to take the, my shock and your color scheme should not be confused for derision. I think it looks really good. Let's go, Goose. Have a great weekend. Oh, that was a dance. Thank you to Nick Costos. Wow, Disa. Thank you to Disa, who's apparently got moves. Thank you to Bogish. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here Monday on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go, Goose.